0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: I told you that you weren't going to be able to do that.
0: Oh, yeah, I can and I will.
1: Well, so far, not so good.
0: You guys, please help me prove my husband wrong and get us 10,000 followers for our amazing, beautiful producer. You
1: outlandish. You said no problem. You said two, three days tops.
0: Well, I'm not pandering, my dear. I'm just letting people know that if they want to be real team MJ ride or die, then please follow my beautiful, amazing producer, Narod. And it is a contest.
1: even have 10,000 followers yet on Instagram for the podcast. And you all of a sudden, you're just going to wield your wand and you're going to get... And the road's awesome. She deserves the 10,000 followers. And I, I think she might spontaneously combust if she got them. She's dying to be able to... What is it that she could do at 10,000 that she can't do now? That's why she swipe wants Swipe up it. features. She, yeah, she's dying to be able to swipe up. She can. So, and, and it's breaking up all little hearts.
0: So now it's not a swipe up anymore. Now it's an attachment. Okay. Oh, Whatever.
1: Okay. She can't do it, and it's really Real quick, it's killing her. You want to make it a bet? Yeah, it was already a bet. I already won the bet. You said two or three of times. I don't even think she got over 1,000 since you said anything.
0: 10,000 followers for Till the Dirt and Narod's page by Thanksgiving. There's no sh- There's no shot you're getting both. All right, so well, both by Thanksgiving. Yeah, we'll be very thankful. And if not, I want you to say, what will you get? What will I get? Well, what do you want? Okay, I want a picnic in the park with you and me and my son in that one in Park in Malibu that we used to go to.
1: Done. So there you all go. Right. You just that—that's what you get. You get a picnic. And all right, then, then what do you want? What do I get? Um, I'm not
0: watching scary movies.
1: What do you mean? I should. It's what I want. Okay. So let's start with that. Let's what? start with every movie that I want to watch around the holidays. You have to put your phone down and actually watch with me.
0: So my picnic is like about a two-three hour duration. Your movie for the holidays is like a 24-day situation.
1: Well, yeah. Because you,
0: you make us do it on the first day of December.
1: No, it's it's the day after Thanksgiving it starts. Oh, shit. That's even
0: worse. Be more reasonable.
1: I think that's being pretty re- Especially I'm going to crush you. Like, you're not even going to come close. You're not even like, you know, I already dominated you the first couple of days. I should already have, you know, three or four movies in the bag that you want to listen to or Honey,
0: watch you have to think of something right now just like i came up with something you have to come up with something right now
1: i don't know man uh, leaving me alone on I a do sunday that all the time no you know that's all lies it's always
0: i often tell you that when i do something really well please reward me with good behavior just like you said you didn't get a lot of pats on the back when you grew up i deserve to be, like maris thank you for letting me watch my goddamn football you haven't
1: I, I, Honey, last, come on Last just, week you left It just takes last the wind you, out of my sails Last week you left Last week you left In the morning All day And then this week you left at night For your comedy show How was that?
0: Oh, so I wanted to talk about this On Sunday night Kismet Around 7.30 So it was after It's like his bedtime anyway No, it wasn't It wasn't You already know Go ahead <laughs> Go ahead. I'm pausing for full death stare. All right. Feel free. I took him to Underwood Farms on a Sunday right okay, before again, Halloween. Again. Again. Last week. Alone. You bare, you Without land. the wagon and the stroller. All right.
1: You could have brought the wagon and the stroller. Uh, 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 again. All, on a Sunday. No offense. This is stuff you should be doing. You know, Tommy wants a little time for himself to watch some football. We're going to go do blah, blah, blah. And you should do it
0: smiling. My intention in our marriage is for you to, like, this is my New Year's resolution. Coming in Uh-oh. hot. Okay. 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 By the next Super Bowl and possibly by this Super Bowl, my husband, Tommy Fight, is going to say, My wife lets me watch football every Sunday, with the exception of like an hour here and there, like it's nobody's business. I repeat, my husband is going to be like, damn, I got a down wife. This woman l- wants me to, not only does she want me to enjoy football, not just Sunday, but also Mondays and Thursdays. I love you, babe. But you're, with you're, reasonable you're, you're, you're interference. Ne- you're never
1: going to, Yes, yeah, see, there's the disclaimer. There's the star, there's the S. Well,
0: you're a human, and yeah. so am I, and no, so I understand. is
1: your son. Listen, all the stuff's going to be out there. It sounds great here. Don't believe a word of it, folks. She just can't. That's a promise she can't keep. It's nothing that she could sustain. And more importantly, you're spiteful. So if we were ever in a fight out of spite...
0: I would disconnect the wires in the entire house. Yes, 100%. I'm going to do that next time you try me. There you
1: go. So, Yeah.
0: So, Sunday night, 7.30, I hop in my car to ha- head over to Hannah Burner's stand-up show in Burbank. Remember and was it, Flappers? Flappers. And I did an
1: open mic there once. You did? Yeah.
0: Was it in the small room? Yeah. I get to Hannah Burner's on-stage performance. She's killing it, by the way. And then I'm sitting alone. This is my second time going out by myself, which you have to be a certain kind of person to be able to go out. What do you Sorry, mean, I had done work. To,
1: it's the second time you're going out by yourself. What are you talking about?
0: Friday night of the previous weekend, I went to Nina's birthday. Oh. Well, and you then. tell them
1: that. Second time sounds like you've changed to a radiator downstairs. You know, that <laughs> lets you out of the house. What are you talking about? You're <laughs> out yeah. all the time by yourself.
0: Okay. So <sighs> I, thank you for pointing that out <laughs> to me. I stand corrected. This is the second time in a week. That I'm doing something that typically people would go with a friend. It was my thing. I was like, I'm going no matter what. And then, so Hannah Burner is on stage. I love the relationship that we developed over this like Bravo family that we have. She's just one of my favorite people. Sheena Shea was there with her mom. One of the things I love about Sheena is that she's completely unaffected. By being on TV for almost ten years, Sheena is like so down to earth. Exactly the same. I mean, she also has a baby and came, tr- you know, because going out to Burbank was a trek. Came out with her mom and even brought a friend of hers.
1: That's important. Like when you're coming to those stand-up shows, that's important. You got to put the you got to put people in the room, dude.
0: Yeah, it was really nice to see Hannah, and she's really good at stand-up. So, <laughs> so. Oh my God. All I can say is that I better see Hannah Burner during her week stay because she's gonna be here. And she insisted that she come to see you. So she's coming to the house. Mm, mm, mm. Some BTS of when Hannah crashes our house, she's like, I need some New York energy in me. And I was like, in you? Uh, yeah,
1: but that's not the only thing she needs, Hannah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So this week is a topic I know that you've been looking forward to talking about for a long time. It's uh, when you froze your eggs. I know that people have been looking to hear about this too. I guess just from the science uh, science aspect of it, it's pretty interesting.
0: <laughs> I mean, just, <laughs> just funny. Sometimes you're just so funny. Okay, well, the thing is... Before we dive into this, we just want to make sure that you guys know this is just our experience. Nothing that we talk about is going to override the medical advice that you're going to get from your doctors. Uh, I get so many questions in my DMs asking me to talk about their fertility journey, and you guys can continue to ask because we're here to help remove the stigma attached to the fact that people have to go through this privately or with any sense of shame, God forbid. And if there's anything that we don't cover in this pod, then please send us DMs, you guys, and we'll be happy to answer your questions as best as we can. I know that some people are a lot more private than you and me. You know, we are like putting all of our lives out there but the stigma about feeling like you have to have any shame attached to this process is not fair. No one should have to feel like added pressure because you're going through a lot already to have to have like an added pressure that you're not a whole man or a whole woman because you are going through a journey to have a baby, you know, whether that journey is adoption, whether it's surrogacy, whether it's doing it alone with a donor, it, you know, they could be an egg donor. It could be a sperm donor. If you and I have decided to, that we could be blessed with growing our family, it's obviously going to have to be a surrogate and it could be end up being an egg donor, you know, like you just never know. But like, if it happens, I just wouldn't want to have to keep that super duper private from the world because I felt ashamed. You know, I just don't like that.
1: Everyone has an epitaph. Everyone has an obituary. Everybody has something that they've accomplished or done in their life. And if you and I at the very least can remove the stigma That this is something that you should be embarrassed about, something that you should like hide or something that you should not be out front with. If we could do that, I'll be happy to have that on my headstone.
0: I know for a fact that I've gotten through life through some of the hardest things because I leaned on somebody else and someone else's story in particular. Like most of the time... It's somebody that I might not even have met. It might be someone I found on Oprah. It might be something I heard on a podcast that saved me. And that was someone else's bravery and willingness to share their life, whether it was a loss or a gain, it was their life experience. Like that to me is the most important thing in the world. The process of freezing my eggs, it came from going to a trip to Turkey with the cast, with shaw's i held a baby it was a moment your that first time <laughs> kind of scary to say this but i didn't have a lot of friends having kids or any family members having kids that i was around and bonded with them
1: so yeah first the second time kind of like your mother listen your mother is on record as saying that she hasn't held a baby since you
0: because my mom doesn't have a lot of babies in her family either. Like just like you said. Everyone who's having babies are... That's not true, though. She's got nieces and nephews. Mm.
1: She does. What do you mean? I've met them.
0: <laughs> Interestingly enough, even though we do have a really, really big extended family, there is just a thing about us not being that close to bond with anyone who had babies. Okay so anyway I mean but I'm not like I said she has thing. nieces
1: she has nieces and nephews I've I'm met not- them you know what I mean at some point in time they were just born and she never fucking picked them up and you don't have nieces and nephews but you have cousins that are your age they have children I just think you were kind of running from that lifestyle for a long time probably and then it sounds like when you were in Turkey all that running you went around and it, you ran into it It came at you.
0: So I was also the person that even if you had a baby, I was like, get me away from that thing. I mean, you're right. It's a lifestyle thing. Sometimes my friends could have even had a baby and I just, it wasn't real. It was too far. It
1: wasn't you. You you. Listen, you're one of the most immature people I've ever met.
0: Very I am stunted. too.
1: I have a lot of immaturity in me as well, but you have. <laughs> Very you're, you are definitely stunted in many ways from a maturity standpoint. And I think that, like I said, you know, you also you're you're aware. You knew the biological clock was at some point. All of a sudden, that hits you in the face. Like I said, it's like, oh wow, this cute, this baby's so adorable. It's real cute, and I'm sending out no messages that I don't even want this, and maybe I do want this. And the universe listens, man. The universe listens. You got to talk to it. Okay. And it'll talk back.
0: All right. Let me tell you what happened. Me in my 20s and me in my 30s, I was nowhere near having a baby because I needed to fall in love with a man in order for that to be a natural progression. But a lot of women feel their biological clock ticking first. They have the desire to be moms before me. I'm one of those people that didn't have a biological clock. I fall into that category. It got to the point where I kept on running into my friend, who's also the fertility doctor who I froze my eggs with, Dr. Shaheen Gadir of the Southern California Reproductive Center. And he would say you are my last friend who hasn't gotten her eggs frozen yet. And I would get really annoyed like i didn't care i was indifferent i was like okay yeah cute very you know like backing away from this conversation
1: he really took that shit serious in a like, very that wasn't, caring way it was yes loving, it wasn't a very blase way. way it wasn't a very throwaway way it was a very genuine way that he took it serious that you need to do this of and, course and, you know and again i wasn't in the picture yet no. i'm just saying that i even got this after i met him and not saying that everybody should have a baby and every, but everybody should at least have the option of knowing what they want to do. He was really about giving you that option.
0: Yeah, when he said it to me, he was totally right. I should have already gone in and he was on my ass and he was hounding me and saying like, what are you waiting for? And you know what? He was right because there is something called your AMH levels. Every woman is born with the amount of fertility they're gonna have. Every woman is born with the number of eggs, AKA follicles that they're gonna have. So you're not gonna get more fertile as the years go by. Women in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and you know so on might have different AMH levels. And the AMH levels is what you have to go in and get checked. Shout out to women who are even thinking about this that is a very easy thing to go in and get tested for before you begin your fertility journey, and it'll help you figure out when you should put the pedal to the metal. So that's the reason why it's so easy and fast and important to go and get your AMH levels checked ASAP.
1: Yes, and something I've always heard you be a big proponent of, because people always automatically, the first thing they throw out there is cost. And I know that you have always said, Fuck the cost. You figure it out. You know, that's your phrase for it. It's figure it out. You figure out how to get the new shoes you want. You figure out how to get the purse you want. Figure it out. This is something that you have to do for your future, especially, you know, if you're not in a relationship or, you know, maybe you're hunting after a promotion that, you know, doesn't give you time for the other things that you need in life. But do this. Be smart about your future and do it. Also, and give yourself financing
0: the is available now, which it didn't used to be. I know Very that sounds true. weird, but it used to be a lot more expensive.
1: And you used to have to pay it. as like, pay it. like In a go, lump sum. One, yeah.
0: Nowadays, even at SCRC, where Dr. Gadir is, it's affordable now. Um,
1: Good, because I will say that the, pe- that the people, you know, not to hold us or put us on a pedestal because we don't deserve it, but I mean, the people that typically... You know, I know people that have gone through this process. And they've lost their ass. Not just that, but they're good parents. Like they've drained their bank accounts. But they're good parents. They really wanted that baby. You know, I don't think everybody's entitled or everybody should be able to be a parent. I don't think everybody's ready for it. But I will say that the people that go through this process, from my experience, all are great, great, great parents.
0: There's an idea that freezing your eggs is extremely expensive. And without putting a specific number on it, we want to highly encourage to people do to research, do your research.
1: Do fact-finding and really look because it might not be the, as daunting as it used to be. So
0: here I am standing in Istanbul, Turkey, holding a baby and the floodgates open. The levy of emotions breaks. I'm holding this sweet little girl in my arms and she, like, I want her to be mine. I want her to be... Like, my baby, I'm responsible for her. She's going to stay with me. I'm in charge. I'm her mom. Like, I just wanted to be her mom.
1: If you know my wife, you don't know how lucky that she wasn't brought up. Because, like, typically when she has that type of impulse or that type of feeling, the baby would have been in her carry-on <laughs> on the way back home. <laughs> so, like God, this wasn't oh an international God. incident.
0: That's true. Um, so, yeah. Then I think I like handed the baby back to her mom and ran down the hallway, hopped into an elevator. We were in a really high up in a high rise modern building in Turkey. So like then I run down to the lobby, run out of the lobby into the street. I'm just like running. I don't know what I'm running from, but as I'm running in these high heels, I get a heel stuck in a grate in the ground and I can't go because my foot is stuck. I think I had that point. I was like, girl, what are you running away from? Your shoe is stuck. I think I had to take my foot out of the shoe in order to like bend down and dislodge the shoe. Suffice it to say I was a hot mess, but that there was my, I need to have a baby epiphany. I was like, Girl, where are you going to get a baby from? You don't even have a boyfriend. You don't have anything. Like, I saw all my years, I think I was like 39, and I was like, you have done nothing, and all of a sudden, you want this.
1: Well, in your defense, at the detriment of them as parents, I know for a fact that your father and your mother have both been telling you for basically your whole life, you don't want this. This isn't for you. You won't be happy. And you never really had the choice, you know? So it's kind of always like, yeah, yeah, I don't want this. And maybe holding that baby was a moment in time where it was like, you know what? I don't know if I want this either, but I at least want the choice.
0: One thing I never understood about myself that I do want to know better is how come I wasn't, a girl in her late 30s with her biological clock ticking. Like, you're right. It's despite my parents that I had a baby. They, they thought they wanted me to stay single forever and stay independent. But like as much as my father, God bless him. God, I love him so much. And I feel like he might even be here right now. You never know. As big as that relationship is for me and my dad, I'm surprised he didn't want that for me.
1: You don't need a man because I'll be here and I always my got your back. My dad
0: wanted me to be a spinster, honey. Yeah. He wanted me to be alone, independent. Mother too. A career woman who, I don't even know. Do I get like a occasional boyfriend? Did they want me to just be in a relationship and never get married? I don't know. What I do know is no matter how I got to where I am, no matter how we got to where we are, all the way up until 39, I was focused on my career and traveling and having a good time and making money and then spending it and building my real estate roster. So lo and behold, it hit me like a tidal wave tsunami, a building crashing on my my heart (laughs) or on my ovaries. I need to get with my future. And that means I come back from Turkey and I go straight to Southern California Reproductive Center. I go, I'm ready. I am ready. I am sorry, God. I am sorry, doctor, that it took me so long to get here. And that's when I figured out that, like, I gotta start pumping myself up for literally and physically or figuratively and get my eggs in order.
1: Now, I know for me personally, I never expected to have children. I never wanted to have children. You know, my mom dying on me on a young age fucked me up in a lot of ways. I just I never thought that, like all right, I smoked cigarettes, I partied a lot, my you know, I, drank. I just never envisioned that I'd even be there. Like there's people out there right now in my friend group or people I grew up with that, you know, every year I have a birthday that I ain't underground. Someone's collecting money because people have been taking bets Ooh. that I've been going to die for a long time.
0: Oh, that's harsh. But it that's is harsh. what it
1: is. That's just how I lived for a real long time. So it's not something I ever, ever envisioned, ever expected. Um, you know, even growing up. I never had a scare as far as pregnancy is concerned. There was never a, you know, I'm late. So it's just never something that even crossed into my wavelength or into my thought process. And then when you and I got together, and this is even before we got engaged, you were going you know, without me, with me, didn't matter. You were going through the process of having the eggs harvested, having the eggs frozen. And, you know, I just thought it was important that I be with you. You know, we were together. And, you know, this goes back to our overall relationship, you know, and everything that's good about it. It all goes back to, I got your back, you got my back. And I just didn't want you to have to go through that alone. I also wanted to find out whether or not my dogs could swim, the boys could swim, so we well, both went to find important. out both together.
0: I'm glad that you brought that up because I don't know what the percentage is, but very often the problem is with the sperm.
1: Yeah. From what I remember, from what he told me, is that more often than not, guys don't do the testing, like whether it be a pride standpoint or, you know, just assuming that they're all right, you know, they won't go through the test.
0: Which makes the woman feel all like they got
1: to shoulder a lot of the load.
0: Yeah. Cause if you're not getting pregnant, let's say, if you're a couple out there for a couple of years trying to get pregnant and it's not happening, you know, you got to think like most of the time the the men are not stepping in to the fertility clinic and having a semen analysis. So, yeah, you nailed it, Tom. You nailed it. Fertility is a men and female thing.
1: Well, again, I know for me, I, I you know, not to toot my own horn, but I got a ton of tail. And, uh, but you I, never
0: got anybody pregnant. I, and that's a red flag. But again,
1: I never even had the scare. Which I is, is a never, red flag. Y- yeah. And not to sound naive or stupid, I believe in science. You know, science is very, very, very important to how we are as people. And I think too too many people nowadays, you know, they disregard science and they don't care. But at the same point in time, the creation of our baby seems so one in a million type of chance that it didn't even like I wasn't even thinking on that level you know I just wanted to be as supportive to you as I could because I thought in the end all it was still going to be me and you parading through Ibiza or you know in the Bahamas getting drunk and acting the fool I didn't see how this was really going to work so I I you want to do the test, let's test, you know? Like if they came back with me and said, "Tommy, you're sterile, you can't have a baby." It wouldn't have affected me at that point in my life. It would have been like, oh, all right, where I think it would have bothered you. You put on a different front, but knowing now and seeing you with the kid and more importantly, all you went through to have our son, I know that it wouldn't have been as simple as, all right, well, he can't have a baby, so then I guess you guys can't have babies and go back to drinking and acting like, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah. Have, have at it.
0: <laughs> well said, my friend. My husband.
1: Every now and then.
0: So now I understand. What you're saying is, in the beginning, you were like, I like this girl. I'm just going to support her because... I'll do whatever she wants. I like this relationship. And this is for all women to listen to. I waited a very long time and I feel very lucky that at the age of 39, that it wasn't too late for me because I know it's different for every, body, every person, every person, every reproductive woman and man. I love that. Like, yeah, there was a long time in my life that i was like yeah you and i are gonna hit ibiza and then majorca and then greece and then we're never gonna want to settle down
1: that's the other part too i've seen enough of you and i know enough of you and you know everybody has certain gifts in life one of my gifts i get a good read on people quick like i could that's you know very true i could i could kind of tell whether or not someone is, you know i could size them up pretty fast And I could do that with you, and I could tell that you were never going to be like, Tommy, come with me. I'm getting my eggs frozen. I want someone to be with me to kind of hold my hand. That's just not you. You're going to be the opposite. You're going to be like, I don't fucking need anybody. I don't care. I'll go do it. I'm doing this anyway. So, like, I would kind of have to shoehorn myself into it to kind of be like, Well, babe, I want to go too. I want to see whether or not, you know, my sperm or you, and you're never going to be like, thank you. You're always going to be like, oh, okay. So then you come too. it's your defense mechanism. It's how you are. I think you kind of lighten that up a little bit since obviously we've been together and had a fucking baby, but I mean, prior to that, going back to when we met, (laughs) it was your method of armor to be like, well, I don't need you to come wink, wink but I still like you to come. So like I made it like, I, I, I got to come too for me, but me coming too for me like was Because there's like a bagel you.
0: shop nearby that you wanted to check out. That
1: too. Yes, that too, <laughs> that too. That's a good. So
0: you just throw in that caveat. Yeah. It didn't occur to you and I until our doctor said, get the guy in. Have you guys ever gotten pregnant? No. We were not using protection. I think it goes without saying that we're not doctors. You and I are just speaking and sharing our experience because a lot of people to this day... Are scared
1: to talk about that or embarrassed. Like if they have babies through that way, I cannot wait to sit down and tell my son how he was created. It's amazing. Like I said, 30, 40 years ago, we wouldn't even have the option. He wouldn't be here. You know, now he's here and he's here because of science and he's here because... You know, his mother would go through it all through the ring of fire to bring him into the world. We had to go through an arduous journey to bring our son into this world. I'm not shying away from it. I'm not embarrassed by it. I'm not reluctant to talk to him about it. I can't wait to have that conversation. And hopefully we've gone even further in life. Because again, I, you know, the people that do this, in my opinion, really want their baby, man. And I think it's great that uh, there's now that option that they could have one. Yes. For those of you that don't know, for me, all I had to do was jerk off in a cup. <sighs> I'm a simple man. I could do that right now. What did like you do? Like right now, at any given moment, I could do all I had to do as far as the process to have a concerned. have baby? Yeah, no, at any given time, that could go down. Yours was a lot more difficult. You had, I didn't had well, give you shots. Well, back,
0: back it up, back it up. You come into the office... Of the fertility clinic, if you're a guy, you go into a room, you lock the door, and they give you porn.
1: Yes, they give you porn.
0: They're like, "What would you like? Is it magazines, video? What do they give you?" Well, you know, we're in just modern society, bro. We got videos now. So
1: there was actually a Roku. I didn't even know There's Roku has all has a whole bunch of porn on it. I had no idea, but that's what I was given. So you stream. I some... had to go to work. You know, I was, a, my, my job, I was at work every day at 5 in the morning. <laughs> oh so, like, I had to be there really, early. Really. Like, really. So, like, the first thing that I had to do before anything that day, I had a cup, I had a coffee. I, had, I don't even know if they took a dump yet. First oh thing I had to do was rub one out, you know. He, my kid's here today <laughs> from it. Babe, you remember what was funny? I actually, I had to do two tests Because the first time I tested, I didn't follow the instructions. Let's just put it that way. And I had jerked off too recent. So when they did the test, it looked like I was real low. So he he was like, yo, bro, you can't do that. You got to save off. I had to hold off for a few days. I was backed up. And then I went in early in the morning, bright and early for an early time release.
0: So in order for a guy to contribute his part to have a baby, you ejaculate to have a semen analysis. Step one.
1: You're done, and then they put it on ice. We found out that my semen was great. There was no problems with it. There was a little bit of a mobility issue.
0: Not mobility, motility. And your semen, yes, you have great semen, and I have great eggs. We're not. Yes, yes. I don't. I don't want to judge people and like measuring the quality of anything because. Honestly, a lot of people do have problems with their... Yeah, we're not
1: here to judge. Like I said, we did it. We've been through the process. Yeah, I'm not shy about it. My semen was good. It just didn't have a lot of motility. But for the most part, like, I could get a girl pregnant. That was the first thing he said is no. we're good. He was nervous that we weren't going to be good.
0: Motility is a common issue with men. So, like, our objective, right, Tom, is to take out the stigma that you have to hide your infertility or your struggles for fertility like at the point where I froze my eggs you and I were not having the conversation about wanting to plan our family right no no it was something I realized wow I've actually put this off and the reason I put it off was because I didn't want to have a family today. I was very short-sighted in my life. I was still doing things that I wanted now. Freezing your eggs is something, at the point where I did it, it was like, wait a minute, even if I'm not ready to get pregnant and have a baby today, I have to freeze my eggs for the future, right?
1: You know, you're an instant gratification person. That You're someone that wants something when they want it, and they want it now. So that's outside your norm is to plan for down the road.
0: And anyone out there who's like-minded, you know, freezing your eggs is something that it's important to do for your future. So after that is evaluated and you want to harvest your eggs, the doctor tailor-makes hormones that you take that are tailor-made for whatever your specific process is, specific situation. And
1: it's shots. Like, you got to get shots nightly. It's no joke, man. None of us are uh, pharmacists. None of us are doctors. You got to go home and you got to take shots and they give you the directions and you can watch YouTube videos. But at the end of the day, it's you doing it, you know, like if I wasn't there, she'd be doing it by herself. And it's, I don't know, man, it's it, it's crazy when you go through it. So
0: you get a prescription, you go to this specific pharmacy because most pharmacies are not carrying fertility medication. It's like probably like just a handful of pharmacies in all of L.A. County. But
1: it's funny it said that she says that because it's the truth. Like, if you go to get anything from said it's pharmacy... Not <laughs> it's not CBS. Yeah, like, it's not CBS. It's, it's not like your, that. Yeah, it's not the... So, but when you go to, to said pharmacy to pick up things... It's nothing but people that are in the same position you're in, yes. and it's weird.
0: It's somebody else that's going to be freezing their eggs from making embryos. Immediately, you're in the waiting room of fertility. Like, yes, you know, yes. it's There's like that
1: same look of desperation and panic s- and panic on everybody there. They want to make sure they're doing everything correct because again, none of this stuff is cheap. you nervous. What yeah, does it cost? Yeah, cause? Yeah, is it going to work? Yeah,
0: it's and uh, then you you pick up like these teeny tiny little vials. Of powders and these teeny tiny little vials of liquid and you go home. You
1: got to mix them, mix this, and make, do. take two cc's of this and mix it with that. But like I said, man, my wife is... You know, like these women that do this, man, they're fucking legendary. You get you know? a needle. They're fucking legendary because again, but it's, it's a not, bag
0: of needles. So Yeah, it's I just, pick up my you gotta put it in the
1: right place. You know, it's <laughs> we're not even getting into like the IVF part where she's gotta take a whole other batch of shots, which for men just to disc- But an early disclaimer, men, just to give you a heads up, those shots turn your woman into a fucking demon. Thanks. A demon. We'll get to that later. These don't make her crazy, but actually, it's still just a lot of shots.
0: One of your favorite things to say is that even retrieving my eggs made me crazy. Which, of course, they do because it's all hormones that you're pumping into your body. So there you go. Yeah, no,
1: she still made her nuts, but not like I can't even <laughs> begin to tell you how, how how crazy she was. Wait a minute, Do you? Did the, 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 the? <laughs> I can't, you know, you, you ladies are legendary, bro, because like I said, most men, we could talk all our shit and do all that, you know, and men couldn't go through that. Men couldn't do what women had to do to have a baby. They couldn't.
0: Damn right. Okay, so when you get home for the first time from the fertility pharmacy, you have giant shopping bags full of fertility medication that you have to figure out how to mix up very hard. It's like a full-on science project. You feel like you need a medical degree just to be confident in whether or not what you're doing, mixing up all these meds and needles and powders and liquids is going to work if it's right. Like, you doubt yourself.
1: And to my wife's credit, man, she really deserves all the credit. Because, again, as I said earlier... I don't believe that all this is going to work. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, all right, whatever. Let's take some shots, do whatever. We'll do a shot of tequila and a shot of progesterone. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I'm there and I'm doing it for and I'm and I'm do- helping best I can. But in my mind, I'm like, this is just by a, the way, a fruitless
0: exercise. By the way, progesterone is later when you're getting your body ready for a transfer.
1: Yeah, all I'm saying is that, you know, like we're doing shots, like the shots I want to be doing have tequila in them.
0: At this point, you're a non-believer in the fertility process. 100%. And you're just being supportive to me.
1: 100%.
0: The very first time that you get this ball rolling, it's nerve-wracking because most likely, unless you're a scientist, you've never had to create vials. And when you inject a powder into a liquid, it all has to be very carefully measured. Now your follicles are growing. Your eggs are actually growing. Your
1: eggs are being harvested. They're only taking the best of the best. You know, they're only taking my best sperm and her best egg, and you look at my kid, and you can't tell me that that isn't the best of the best. Like, he's he's magic on two legs, dude, you know? So I respect the process, and I'm a full believer in it because I see the end result. Just to remove ourselves from this situation for a second, you have to look from our relationship standpoint. We had more or less met, you know, a few months before that, Her father's already sick and almost like there was so much going on within our relationship that now this was another thing that we were kind of up against it. There wasn't a situation at her age, my age, where we had the time to wait. And that was the only instruction the doctor gave us. You guys got to get working. Clock's working against you at this point. So it was just a lot that was thrown on our relationship from a very early Early point of our relationship.
0: We were definitely not a couple that got a lot of traveling. We didn't, you and I have never taken a wild trip to Ibiza or Greece or anything, matter of fact, which is ironic because that was what we thought we were looking for and that what we found in each other was like, a great guy to live my best life with and have a lot of sex, have a lot of laughs. In the most positive, funniest way possible. Make a lot of bad decisions Yeah, make bad decisions.
1: We didn't have any of that, really. You know, we had it a little bit early on, but then before you know it, things got real serious, you know? And then you throw the show into it, too. Like, they they were filming a lot of this, so it just adds to a certain level of pressure. You know, we went through a lot that most couples don't really have to go through in this process and we did it and uh, put it all out there it was definitely a lot to handle
0: the day of retrieving is very nerve-wracking you don't really know what the end result is going to be as much as the doctors and the fertility journey and the nurses will guide you no one's really doing everything for you and there is really no ultimate mistake that you can make it's not like it's all in our hands what our body does and how our body reacts to this is not math we just give everything our best shot
1: you don't know till the end of the road and at the end of the road you're either successful or you're not
0: the best advice is that i did really focus on being healthy working out staying hydrated, there was some recommendations to you know, do things that are extremely relaxing, such as yoga and hiking, and even going to like acupuncture that I myself think that once you get in the mindset of like, I'm gonna be really healthy to put my best foot forward, that means making lifestyle choices that are gonna lend itself to a positive mindset for something that is not guaranteed, right? So that's what I did. That's my two cents.
1: Well, I know for me and for any advice that I would give to the men out there that are going through this with their wife or the significant other would be to marvel at your woman, bro. You can't do this shit. It can't happen without them. So just look up to them. Put them on a pedestal for a little bit. You might be the strongest guy in town, but you ain't stronger than her, bro, because she could do this and you can't. So if it's something that you really, really want in life, just kind of lay back, let her lead, do whatever you're supposed to do that the doctor is instructing you to do. You know, it's a helpless feeling. And a lot of men I know, including myself, don't like to feel helpless. But this is one of those things where you're going to feel helpless and you got to just kind of give it over to science and give it over to, you know, um, to the the fates and the surroundings or whatever you want to call it but you can't really control the outcome. All you could do is participate and be supportive and you should do both.
0: Awesome. I definitely appreciate the handholding, the putting me up on like a pet- an emotional pedestal where you're like, just going to baby me a little bit more and make me feel safe and protected and loved, you know? So it is a really scary process. It's costly it takes its toll on your body. You know, everyone reacts costly differently. Costly isn't just
1: financial. Costly is like Gita said. It's so costly on your body. It's costly on your emotions. It's costly on, on your time. There's a lot of things that it costs. It ain't just money.
0: For today's questions, we're going to keep everyone's name anonymous. I think this might be a little bit of a private thing, and we're not here to put you guys on blast. If you hear your question and you want a T-shirt, shoot us a DM. Okay. Here's a great question. I'm turning 36 and starting to freak out. Should I freeze even if we might try in a year or two? Okay. This is an amazing question because what you're saying is that you might start trying. I hear that. I hear your words. You may start trying in a year or two. Honey bun, time flies. One year may become two years, may become three years. My advice don't put it off. Even if you're in a relationship, going off personal experience, I was in a relationship with Tommy, and I still froze my eggs, and I'm so glad I did. So that's it.
1: Yeah, and if I could speak on that at all, you don't know. You know what I mean? You don't know if you're going to be with it A year's a year. You're 36. This is something you should do on your own, man. Like I said, do it. Protect yourself.
0: The next question is— Hey, (laughs) hon, how many eggs did you freeze? At what age? And do you remember what your injections were and if you took any supplements? Yes, I definitely took supplements. They were all doctor recommended and tailor-made to me, which is why I recommend that you rely on your doctor to give you those. And I was 39. I did another round at 41. I believe I had about 22-ish is the number that pops out to my head and not all of them thaw out and are usable. So that's why the the next step for someone that's freezing their eggs is going to also f- make embryos if they have a partner that they want to make embryos because that's a stronger plan. An embryo is better than an egg.
1: Speaking of that conversation, just to put it out there, because we did get a question, do you have embryos stored? If yes, we'll be using a surrogate in the near future. We do have embryos stored. Uh, And yes,
0: we would definitely be using a surrogate. My wife
1: went through a a nightmare birthing experience. She can't have kids anymore. I'm sure a lot of you out there already know she can't carry a baby to term. Uh, So if we wanted to have a baby, then yes, we would have to use a surrogate.
0: There was a moment in my life where I would not have wanted to use a surrogate. I would have thought that there's shame in that There's just stigmas that even I needed to get over, and now that I have a baby, I would have 100% gone the egg donor route, 100% thought I would have needed to hide that in the past. That's something that I think that is allowing societal pressures. But Not
1: to cut you off, which I love to do, but another question that we have actually delves directly to what you were just talking about. Oh, Oy, I'm 32 years old, my boyfriend is 31, and we don't want kids. You but mean, like I, Let me finish reading the question, thanks. She
0: said, oi ve.
1: She said, oi. I'm 32, my boyfriend is 31, and we don't want kids. But, like, I want to have the option to have kids in the future if I want to. Is the cost worth it, knowing I may never use the embryos?
0: Yes, the cost is worth it. 100%, you're 32 right now, you might not feel an inkling of motherhood. And then all of a sudden you wake up one morning and you're like, oh shit, I have zero interest in the life I have been living up until this day. I actually need to shift gears and motherhood is like, I'm so ready for it. I want to start a family. I want to be about that life. And you know what? Thank God I was smart enough to f- make some embryos and freeze my eggs so that now I have this backup plan, which is my main thing now.
1: Well, I'll give you two reasons as to why I think that it is. First of all, you have car insurance, right? If you get into a car accident, well, they protect the you. It's the same thing. That's the it's, law. But this is the same thing it's insurance.
0: One thing that really gets my goat is that I have girlfriends who are in relationships with men or women that don't want to have kids. And therefore, they're discouraging them from freezing their eggs. That is not cool, guys. Don't ever let the person that doesn't want to have kids stand in the way of you doing it for yourself in case you change your mind and you disagree or you break up, whatever the case may be. If you're in a relationship with somebody who's like, no, Let's not. And you're thinking in the back of your head, wow, if this person was on board with me, I would have already had my eggs frozen. Please do it anyway. Please don't listen to them.
1: Because that's a a big, big life decision. And don't ever put anybody else, your life decision into someone else's hands.
0: Freezing your eggs is an action. Choosing to put something off is a passive choice. If I could only say one thing about freezing my eggs, it would be that it's worth it. And if there's only one more thing that I can say to people contemplating whether or not they should freeze their eggs is please go for it. And the reason why is because until you need the eggs, until you want to have a baby, most likely you're going to do what I did and you're going to put it on the back burner and you're going to make excuses. And let me tell you right now, there is no bigger regret I would have had in my life had I not taken the proper steps to be where I'm at now. I promise you, you're going to get up one day and you're going to be done with the life that you're living where all you care about is yourself and your career and like traveling, whatever it is. There's going to be a time where you're going to think differently and you're going to be glad that you set yourself up for this day. All right, guys, I truly, from the bottom of my heart, hope that you guys get what you want in life. But when it comes to things that have an expiration date, please follow your heart, follow your dreams, and don't let anybody stand in the way, ever. Okay, Dirties, we will see you next week. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. We're so happy you're coming on this journey with us. It would mean so much to us if you would rate our show, give us five stars, Leave a nice comment and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with all our new episodes. You could also follow us on all platforms at Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old.